Well, as I was coming in today, I was noticing the rabbi's daughter, Miriam. She's always busy. And um, she had something that looked like this. And she was... She was doing these types of things to it, and and, um, and and so I was like, well, okay. I wasn't going to inquire right away. So a little bit later, a little bit later, I went back and um, I said, Miriam, what are you doing? And she says, I made this. This actually looked better before Jason Rudy hugged me. <laughs> and so, so I said, what is this? And she says, it's a swan. I said, are you sure it's not a pterodactyl? So then she bent the tail. I don't know how she did this. She bent the tail and pointed it that way. And now the pterodactyl doesn't know which way it's going. (laughs) (laughs) So Miriam sacrificed the bulletin for a pterodactyl. but we love her anyway. <laughs> that, that brings me to my subject today, which is sacrifice. Sacrifice. And basically there are two types of sacrifices. There's a vocational or personal, a kingdom or a spiritual sacrifice. In each one of these plays a significant role in our lives. I'm, I'm hearing the volume a little bit high. Thank you. All right, so let's go straight to the definition of sacrifice, if I can have pick number one up. The noun for the word sacrifice, then there were like 10 of them, but to say this, it's something that I give to something else. And the first, and the noun part of it is animal sacrifice, so to speak. I'm sacrificing an animal to a deity, that type of thing. The verb part of this, it's personal. It's what I give as a sacrifice. And so you can take that down. So so today, what I want to focus on the two areas, vocational sacrifice, which will be centered around the thought to make a sacrifice. And, of course, this can apply to uh, employment, any type of labor that we would be involved in. And on the other side, the kingdom sacrifice, which deals with the spiritual. And the thought for that would be for the sake of something else. So, 
And thinking of how to put this together, I was thinking, what could I use as an illustration to bring it all together? Pick number two, please. Farmers. Farmers bring this subject together very well. And whenever we think about farmers, we see this picture in our head. I know we do. So let's begin with the vocational sacrifice as it applies to a farmer. Now, farmers make great personal sacrifices in order to make a living from the ground. The challenges are always before them. His work is never done. So when an individual is considering the thought of making farmer, farming his life's work, he has many things to consider. And I have seven examples. Number one, to become a farmer, considering farming as his life's work, he must have a desire, a desire to learn the skills necessary to be a successful farmer. These skills are normally and traditionally learned through families, but not always. To learn these farming skills, an individual must sacrifice many hours with a master farmer, learning the talents, observing the skills, and asking the questions. As a farmer apprentice, he can spend many years observing and working the land before he's ready to tackle farming on its own. Accepting the challenge to be a farmer is not for the faint of heart. The second thing that a farmer must consider is the land. He must select fertile land that will support his crop. How much land to select depends on the amount of staff that he has. It also depends on the type of soil that he needs for the type of seeds that he will sow. There's a lot involved in that process. He has many things to consider. Number three, he must prepare the land. Once the land has been purchased, the farmer must prepare the land. In doing so, he must clear the land of trees, stumps, brush, rocks, and other obstacles to prepare the land for plowing. Number four, the farmer, he's got to till the land. The tilling process, he, he must consider the soil. For instance, if the soil is hard and compacted, the plow, especially in earlier days, the plow would not be as receptive to the land or to the ground. This would cause the plow to ride up and not penetrate the soil as deep as it's supposed to. And on the opposite side of the spectrum, if the soil is too wet, the plow would have a tendency to dig down and pull up too much soil. So the soil would have to be in the proper condition Let's look at uh, pick number three. In this type of scenario, a farmer, an ox, and a plow. 
putting a steady hand to the plow and working the soil. Go ahead and put up pick number four. The next process is the sowing of the seeds. Before a farmer can sow his seeds, he must consider, is this the proper season for the seeds that he is sowing? Are these seeds designed to be sowed, or, uh, sowed out in the fields in the spring or in the fall? Has the earth been properly prepared to receive the seeds? If I'm sowing in the spring, am, am I sowing the seeds at the right time so that a late frost won't hit the early sprouts and damage the crop? In sowing seeds, a farmer has many things to consider. And then number six, there's the growing and the care of the plants. Are the plants receiving enough fertilizer? Are there weeds that need to be pulled? Has there been sufficient rain? Do I need to water? There are many things to consider even in the growth of the plant. And then, number seven, there's the harvest. Reaping the harvest has to be the most joyful time for the farmer. The fields full of grain, family and community coming together to gather the grain. It's harvest time. It's back-breaking work and involves everyone. But what a delight. What a delight, even after all that back-breaking work, to have your harvest in your greenhouse. So as an overview of this section, we've noted that a good farmer has many steps to consider before, during, and even after the harvest. If any of these steps are ignored or not carried out properly, the farmer's harvest will most likely be disappointing. But there are also times when a farmer takes the greatest care in his in preparation, but yet there comes a drought a flood, or other events that are beyond his control and wipes out his efforts. But a good farmer is willing to sacrifice his personal energies, set aside his personal disappointments, set his hands again to the plow, and start all over. A farmer's life is dedicated life to service, and personal sacrifice, a life determined in bringing in the, har in the harvest. It's honest work. It's back-breaking work. Yet his hard work and accomplishments have their own reward. See, this is a personal sacrifice. So the farmer is an illustration in many ways and his, the illustrations that we talked about in many ways represents each one of us. Each one of us has a job that he or she must do. Our jobs may be secular in nature. However, these jobs are honorable and help us 
to provide for our families and for our individual needs. We strive to do our very best. We desire to achieve and meet our goals. For this is the nature of our character. This is what makes us who we are. But these are vocational and spiritual sacrifices that we all make. It's how we make our living. Which brings me to my second point, kingdom sacrifice. Kingdom sacrifice is a spiritual sacrifice, and it focuses on serving Messiah. It is a service that is for the sake of something else, forsaking me to benefit others. A life that becomes a kingdom sacrifice is starts somewhat similar to the farmer. There's a call. There's a calling in your life, and you know that this call has come from the Lord. He's speaking to your heart, and you know it's him. So now, all of a sudden, out of the blue, you have a decision to make. Do I answer the call or not? Similar to a farmer making decision to make farming his life's work, so the Lord makes his call for his laborers, for his work. Will you accept the call? The Lord reveals to us his tremendous love, forgiveness toward you, for each of us. You can sense his overwhelming presence. You fall to your knees and you cry out, Here I am, Lord. Use me. Pick number five. In Romans 10, 10 and 11, it says this, For it is with your heart that you believe and you are justified. And it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. As Scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. You can take it down. Vocational and kingdom sacrifices can appear similar in many ways. However, they differ in their purposes. For example, remember the farmer who had to purchase the land? Well, as a believer in Messiah, in Yeshua, we have been purchased with a great price, the precious blood of the Lamb of God. The farmer had to remove obstacles from his land before he could work the land. As believers in Yeshua, the Holy Spirit works within us and cleanses and purifies our lives by removing the obstacles that will hinder his work in us. A farmer plows his field to break up the hard soil to ready the field. As believers in Messiah, we work hard 
in this world that stands against us. But yet as believers in Messiah, we keep steady our hands to the plow, softening the harshness of the world. A farmer, he sows his seeds to produce a crop. As believers, we know that when we sow our seeds, they are spiritual seeds that produce a spiritual crop. Remember the story of the sower? Pick number six. A farmer went out to sow his seeds, and as he scattered the seeds, some fell along the path and was trampled on, and the birds ate it up. Some fell on the rocky ground. It came up. The plants withered because they had no moisture. Other seeds fell among the thorns. They grew up and were choked out by the plants. And still others fell on the good soil. It came up and yielded a crop a hundred times more than what was sown. And when he said this, he called out, he said, whoever has ears, let him hear. Let them hear what the Lord is saying. Now we even know as believers that when we sow our seeds that not every seed's going to come up. There are seeds that will fall along the path and will be trampled underfoot. We know that. We know that other times we sow our seeds and the cares and the worries of the world will choke it out. We know that. But what we also know is this. When we sow the seed, just the one seed that hits that fertile ground and it germinates and it grows and it produces fruit upon fruit upon fruit, happy is the man that sowed that seed. We are farmers. Whether we realize it or not, all who believe in Yeshua, we are farmers in many different ways. Farmers depend on the sun and rain to germinate the seeds in the field. But as believers in Messiah, we depend on the Ruach HaKadosh and the sun, S-O-N, to minister to individual souls that that seed may germinate, take hold, the gospel of truth. The Holy Spirit provides the light and the rain. Farmers take great joy in their harvest, and there are many that will come and share the harvest with him. As believers in Messiah, we know that we too partake in the harvest bringing people to the knowledge of Messiah. That's what we're all about. We may be the tiller of the soil. We may be the sower of a seed. It may be a kind act or a cool drink. We may not be the one that actually witnessed the harvest taking place, but as a family in Messiah, we all have our part. Now, it's interesting to me, if you were paying attention, that at this point, something really strange is happening. 
Remember I was talking about vocational, the secular, the job that we have. And I'm also talked about the kingdom and the spiritual part that we have. But see, the vocational and the job part stands alone unless you have a spiritual part. When you are a believer in Messiah, what happens is that the two come together and actually start to intertwine one another. The two become one. The talents that we use in our vocational side also now become a, a choice to serve in the kingdom. It's a way, another way to serve in the kingdom. It's another talent that is brought into the kingdom. And so the job, the vocational, and the spiritual begin to intermix. The two become one. They're no longer separated. They are one. Which is, which is really great because, you know, when I look across this congregation, I see many people with many different talents who have for many years supplied many seeds to our congregation. We all participate in the harvest. With every worship song we sing, we are sowing seeds. Every dance, status dance, we're sowing seeds. In Shabbat school and during Rosh Kodesh service, we are sowing seeds. Preparation of onegs, the people who bring in the food and sharing it with the community, we are sowing seeds. During the festival days, when we prepare for our plays, when we set up the sukkahs and do all the decorating, we are sowing seeds to our community. I have never seen so many seed sowers in my life. But these are all signs that show us that our lives are kingdom and spiritual sacrifices. We're willing to use ourselves unselfishly, offering up our talents that to something that is larger than ourselves so that we can reap the harvest. Let us pray.